Hey, what's going on? I'm glad you decided to join me today. At the time I'm recording this, it is 10.20 a.m. on January 20th, 2020. And it's a little bit later in the morning than when I normally record because this weekend I have been a solo parent. It's just been a daddy-daughter weekend as Julie is in California for a business retreat. And Quinn and I have been home enjoying each other's company and also learning a lot about each other, as you could imagine. Uh, So I'm recording a little bit later in the day. I've been taking advantage of the opportunity of sleeping in um, and, yeah, using her nap time to be with you and check in. So how are you doing? As we do in every episode, let's take a moment to slow down and just check in with ourselves. How has your week been? Or, you know, how's your weekend going? Are you feeling in control of your life? Or does it feel like life is just happening to you? Because I know what that feels like, and it is hard when you feel like you just don't have any control. So I hope that's not the case. I hope things are going well. Take time and reflect. For me, I'm feeling pretty good. The weekend is over and Julie comes home tomorrow. Um, But, you know, there were very frustrating times throughout this weekend where I felt a bit overwhelmed with all the responsibilities of, um, yeah, of caring for our 10-month-old daughter. And one of the things, and, you know, I'll talk more about this weekend in another episode, but I wanted to mention that there were times I just didn't feel very present. And I was just being overwhelmed in the moment. And then, you know, at night when Quinn would go down to sleep, I'd like scroll through photos in my photo album and uh, just be so in love and like aware of the fact that I'm not going to have this little girl forever. And she's already grown so much. So it just blows my mind. But it kind of helped me realize like here I am later on at night looking at pictures and just like realizing how special this time is. But then like earlier that day when the moment was happening, I wasn't fully appreciating it. So it was kind of good to have that sort of uh, realization. So, hey, for this episode, you know, I, I actually reached out to you, to the people who listen to this podcast, and I asked, you know, what do you want to hear me talk about? And I decided to post a question on Instagram stories asking for suggestion, suggestions about what, uh, what I should talk about on this podcast episode. And I got some really great feedback, but I decided that I would go with the first response that came in. And it was from my friend, Stephen McCurdy. So Steve, thanks for participating and giving me a great suggestion. Um, Steve's an awesome dude, somebody who I have a lot of respect for and I always enjoy being around. He's someone who I feel inspired by. And him and I are on um, a similar track, I guess, when it comes to our creative expression. Um, Although Steve has many other facets of his life that I know nothing about, (laughs) but he's just a really interesting guy. He's actually um, the host of a great podcast called The Steph Curdy Show, (laughs) which you should go give a listen to. Uh, He's had me on the show a couple times, and he's an awesome interviewer and just a curious guy with a lot of interesting perspectives. And his suggestion for me about this episode was to talk about books that have changed my perspective. 
And you know what, man? I am up for that. I love a good conversation about books. And, you know, as anybody who, who reads and enjoys uh, gaining no- new knowledge from books, you know that there are probably many that you've read throughout the years that have changed your perspective or helped you learn something new. Um, so as I started to write out that list, I decided to break it down into categories. Um, but then I realized that the list was getting kind of long, and I want to give each of these books their due time and explanation over the course of this podcast. So I decided to focus on one today, a book that every single person on earth should read. Um, You know, maybe not everybody, but definitely if you are a creative, if you're someone who's trying to make something, you need to read this book. Um, So I'm excited about the opportunity. Thanks for the suggestion, Steve. Um, If you're listening and you have a topic in mind that you, you know, would think, hey, I wonder what Mick would say about this. Please hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, email, text message. Any way you can get in contact with me, me, let me know what you would like for me to talk about because I think that that uh, is a cool opportunity for us to just connect even deeper. But for now, welcome to episode 24. This is going to be the first installment, I guess, like of a new sub-series of the show, uh, which I'm going to call A Book I Love. And today we're talking about The War of Art. All right, cool. So I have in my hand The War of Art. Break through the blocks and win your inner creative battles. Written by the legend, Stephen Pressfield. This book came to me at the right time as I was beginning to take the first steps of writing my first book. I watched an interview with Stephen Pressfield and I realized very quickly that I needed to get the book that they were talking about um, because the first question that was asked uh, referenced resistance with a capital R. And uh, this idea of there being a force that works against us is something uh, that I believe in for sure. And the ways in which he was talking about this capital R resistance um, spoke to me very, very early on. So I knew I needed to read it. Um, Before I get really into it and open up some pages and share with you some, um, you know, insights that I made note of as I read this book, um, I figured let me just step back and, and explain ways in which this changed, this book changed my perspective, right? Um, So these are just initial thoughts coming off the top of my head right now. It changed the way that I view the role I play in bringing something into the world. Because I think for many of us, and definitely for a younger me, I just thought that it was all about the art. It was all about the thing that you were making. But that that isn't really the case. 
It's the work that it takes to create it that really needs to be more of a focus. Um, because, yeah, the finished product is what we're all aiming for. But if you just have your eyes set on that, you aren't going to have the strength to get through the resistance that you face to get to that point. So this book just breaks it down. And what I love so much about it is, as I had mentioned before, the idea that there's like an enemy, that there's something in this world that we are going up against is a deep belief of mine. And, um, and he breaks down how to push through that and, and really win the creative battles that we face. So I love how he, he not only talks about this resistance, but also talks about the muse, um, the, the muse that is just waiting for us to be available for it to work through us. So I know that may sound, I don't know how it might sound to you, but I guess all I can say is read this book, okay? <laughs> read it and take time to let the words and thoughts sink in And I think that you will gain some new perspectives about your role in the creative process. And on the back of the book, this is a quote from the book, and it says, Creative work is a gift to the world and every being in it. Don't cheat us of your contribution. Give us what you've got. Come on now, let's like let's think about how cool that is. Whatever you have in your heart and in your mind that you want to create, you are meant to contribute that to this existence, to this life, to, to this place that we all call home. You are meant to create it and bring it to us. So don't cheat us of that contribution. Give it your best shot. I think that that is so encouraging and, and so true. And it's really cool to think about your work in that way, that you are meant to bring it to fruition. So it says, do you dream about writing the great American novel? Do you regret not finishing your paintings, poems, or screenplays? Do you want to start a business or charity? Do you wish you could start dieting or exercising today? Do you hope to run a marathon someday? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need the war of art. I know that sounds a little bit like salesy, but it's true. You could get a lot out of this book if you're trying to do any of those endeavors. Pretty much if you're trying to create anything, you would enjoy and learn from this book. And it says in this powerful, straight-from-the-hip examination of the internal obstacles to success, best-selling author Stephen Pressfield shows readers how to identify defeat and unlock the inner barriers to creativity. The War of Art is an inspirational, funny, well-aimed kick in the pants guaranteed to galvanize every would-be artist, visionary, or entrepreneur. The words straight from the hip examination is the perfect explanation of what this book is because there's really no excess fat. He cut all of that out. And he just says, this is what's going on, and this is how to overcome it. This is how to realize it's happening. Yeah. So, I mean, just like right off the bat, he talks about what he does um, as an author. 
And he talks about routine, being in a familiar environment, recognizing fatigue, and how the only goal of your daily work, the only thing that you're trying to do is overcome resistance. That's pretty encouraging because sometimes we think we got to do a million things or we have to do something spectacular. That's, that's the real takeaway. He talks about how we sit down and think we need to create something spectacular the first time we sit down, but it's not the case because it, it's not how it works. It just takes consistency. It takes showing up every single day. And then the muse, it finds us and it brings to life the real creative expression that we're aiming for. And, and we, we have that really cool breakthrough moment. Um, and he just talks about how resistance, like it's going to overwhelm you before you even begin creating. Uh, it's just going to stop you from sitting down to actually work. And that the creation, the thing you're trying to work on, that's not the hard part. In fact, once you start, it often comes easily and is enjoyable. And I find that to be the case every time I sit down and try to work on something is it's really the resistance building up to the the moment that I start. Like with this podcast, it's so many things going through my head and reasons why I, I can't do it or don't want to do it. And then once I hit record, I normally find myself enjoying it and the process uh, flows pretty easy. And um, this, yeah, man, I just, this book changed the way that I think about my own life um, literally on like the second page. It says, most of us have two lives, the life we live and the unlived life within us. Between the two stands resistance. I know that there's stuff in your life that you want to do. There are things that you want to accomplish. There are cool, creative endeavors that you want to jump into, but you haven't for some reason. This book tells you what the enemy is, what thing is working against you. In fact, it starts off uh, part one, which he calls book one. So there's book one, book two, and book three. And in book one, it starts off with a quote from the Dalai Lama. The enemy is a very good teacher. (laughs) The thing that we're up against. Oh, man. So, yeah, I think that this is something that, uh, Steve, especially you, if you haven't read it, you need to read it um, for sure. It's very quick. It's a quick read. It's something you could put put away in a day if you had enough time, maybe on a flight somewhere or, um, you know, a, a couple days or a week of just going through. I read it and then went back and just filled the pages with my own notes, um, which I found to be really helpful because I can just flip through right now and see sort of my takeaway Um, from each one of these points that he makes. And yeah, um, I'm glad I did it. Here's a really cool one. Resistance is impersonal. Resistance is a force of nature. It acts objectively, right? It's so important to remember because it often feels like these are personal attacks against us, but uh, it isn't. Resistance is just a force of nature. It just exists, It's just something that as humans, we have to deal with and find our way around. So don't waste energy or time trying to reason with or stop resistance because it's impossible. It's just always going to be there. But if you recognize it, you can take advantage of that opportunity to just push through and do the work. 
But, oh, here it is. This is the one. Um, I did, like, think of a couple pages and a couple um, excerpts that I wanted to share, and here is one of them. It may be that the human race is not ready for freedom. The air of liberty may be too rarefied for us to breathe. Certainly, I wouldn't be writing this book on this subject if living with freedom were easy. The paradox seems to be, as Socrates demonstrated long ago, that the truly free individual is free only to the extent of his own self-mastery. While those who will not govern themselves are condemned to find masters to govern over them. The only way to really feel that sort of freedom is to recognize that if you're not governing yourself, if you're not aiming for self-mastery, which, which includes like self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-accountability, all these things, if you aren't aware of them and willing to put forth the effort to govern yourself, you are going to be governed by something else. And normally it's our culture or your parents or negative things, maybe, maybe good things too, but you aren't really fully experiencing the freedom um, of creation and, you know, being able to bring forth something that you really want to, to do while you're here. Um, so resistance paralyzes us. It causes us to feel fear, but we had to push through and just do it anyway, right? Ah, well, I don't want to, um, you know, continue just flipping through and reading random uh, excerpts and segments from this book, but you need to go pick it up, order it offline, um, get it out from the library, and spend some time with it because the process of creating is something that I am constantly trying to live in and uh, experience and work towards. And this book really changed the way that I understand that process um, and just how important it is to just show up and do what you can that day and just be able to say that you overcame resistance, even if it only was just a, a few words on the page. So um, I encourage you, pick it up, read it. It's an awesome book. Um, he has a couple other really great books. He, I mean, he's an author who has written um, many fictions, one of them being The Legend of Bagger Vance, which is a movie that I always loved growing up. It's a um, really cool golf movie with Will Smith. Um, he's written Tides of War, Gates of Fire, Last of the Amazons, um, a bunch of great books. I haven't read many of his fiction, but I did read The War of Art, and that got me on the his nonfiction kick of uh, Turning Pro, Do the Work, and The Warrior Ethos, which I haven't read Do the Work or The Warrior Ethos, but Turning Pro is another book that changed the way that I think about my potential and how if I'm willing to look at these creative uh, endeavors that I want to um, that I want to pursue, then I really need to see my work as uh, being a professional and not just an amateur because the amateur mindset doesn't allow us to really step fully into 
uh, into the opportunity of bringing forth our creative work. So, um, hey, I hope that you enjoyed hearing about this book. Um, I'm going to see you very soon because I need to catch up. I missed recording on Friday, so it means I need to get four epis in this week, which I believe I can do it. I'm just going to overcome resistance and hit record and uh, share with you my thoughts and check in with how we're doing. So I love you. I hope you have a great day. Remember that no matter what you're doing in your job or your personal life, there is a force kind of lurking around trying to, uh, you know, put negative thoughts in your head and get you to not do the stuff that you're meant to do and supposed to do. So just recognize it when it shows its face and realize that it doesn't really have any power over you and you uh, are the one in control. So have a great day. I love you. I will see you next time. Hey, one last thing. If you like this episode and are looking forward to new episodes of this series, I encourage you to leave a review and subscribe to this show. I'm no social media guru, but I think that's how more people are going to have a chance to hear it. Thanks again. Have a great day.